Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Southern Rock Podcast, a southern storm of bold, liberating rock, shot through with blues, soul, and gospel. And now, your hosts for the show, Brian Jones and Jason Johannes. Welcome to another episode of the All Things Blues and Southern Rock Podcast on Pantheon Podcast. Go there to find the podcast uh, that fulfills your needs. Hopefully, we're in there somewhere. And uh, Jason's in here somewhere as well, and uh, he's got a few I am. words. I'm him here. I'm in here somewhere, wherever, wherever. In the ether of the am. internet. The ether of the internet. That's true. Yeah, um, yeah, man. So let's just go right into it. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Leonard Skinner in this episode. We're right around the 50th anniversary of that that first record pronounced or where when I tell my Alexa to play it, it they, she says pronounced Leonard Skinard. Um, <laughs> Not quite pronounced correctly. <laughs> correct. Um, wh- where does that record, I mean, that's one of the great debuts of all time, right? Like, it yeah, it's loaded. You know, I was uh, uh, fortunate to be asked to be on an episode a while back of, of Digital Killed uh, with our good friend David Hudson. And uh, we talked about that record and, and it, it, I was, you know, like you say, you look at that record, you look at the track listing, it's like, yeah, that's been on the radio, that's been on the radio, that's been on the radio. And like even like Mississippi Mississippi Kid, like Charlie Starr teases that in Blackberry mm-hmm. Smoke almost every night they play. Um yeah, it's it's mind-boggling. It, well, it's you know, geez, it's gotta be in the top five of, of debut records, great debut records. It's got to yeah, be, man, I mean, at least for sure top in the 10, top at least. 10, at least. Right. For sure. For sure. Well, where does that fit in in the pantheon of 
speaking of Pantheon podcast, the Pantheon of Southern Rock Records. Oh, it's right up there. I mean, it's top three, easy, right? Oh, you know, yeah. I mean, you obviously you're going to have live from live Fillmore East from the Almond Brothers. Uh, you're going to have you know pronounced in there. You're going to second helping is probably in there too. I mean, if not top five, at least top ten. You know, and you know the Bipper Wheels in there for me. Um, yeah, it's well, way up. It's the, the, I mean, Skinner it's way up there. I mean, when we talk, when you say Southern Rock, everybody's going to think of Skinner at first. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Skinner and the Allman Brothers band, I think if you talk about Southern Rock and the original, you know, the guys that really brought Southern Rock to the to the, the general public, it's Skinner and it's Allman. Yeah. So I know the Allman Brothers, I know like they didn't necessarily like being referred to as a Southern Rock band. And Greg Allman, his famous quote is, Southern Rock is just rock rock. But I think, you know, the, 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 with Skinner, they embrace that. You know, and even when you, you uh, people ask Charlie about that, he goes, hey, if that's what, what people want to, you know, categorize that, us as, if that makes them happy, then then more power to them. Um, but yeah, and they, they are a pantheon, you know, Skinner and that record, the first couple of records is, you know, is a pantheon. Do you have a favorite uh, track from that first yeah. record? You know, I think I like the opener. I ain't the one. Really? Yeah, I think that's, and it's, that could change from day to day. That could change from week to week. Yeah, that's a good choice. You know, it's one of the the probably the lesser general general known tune lesser tunes known to the general public. Um, I like Simple Man a lot. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just great. And like playing guitar, that's a fun song to play guitar mm -hmm. to. And Tuesday's Gone. I love Tuesday's Gone because two reasons. One, it reminds me of um, days the movie Days and Confused because there's a scene in that movie where that's being mm -hmm. played at like a junior high dance. It just cracks mm -hmm. me up. And then um on the garage the metallica garage days re-revisited thing they did in the 90s metallica does a live version with like john popper and um les claypool, uh, Gary les claypool. Is yeah on yeah 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 and it's really good it's kind of funny and stuff and like mm -hmm. they, they pulled off really Jerry well Cantrell. So. yeah yeah just it's it that song it's supposed to be a sad song but it makes me happy because i think of both the movie days and confused and then that track they did, mm -hmm. Metallica did. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, James Hetfield's a huge Skinner fan. Uh, and he makes plenty of references to them, you know, throughout the years. Did, did he grow up down south somewhere? I don't think he's not, no, that, he's not he, like a California no, native. He grew is he? up in Southern California. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah. All right. I couldn't yeah. remember if he was like a Florida guy or something. Or no, not. no, no. Um, but yeah, so much going on you know with 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 skinner of course with gary rossington passing you know a lot of people are you know obviously playing homage to him and you know uh we've certainly have people lined up to to do that um you know i just saw skinner with with our friend damon johnson playing um you know of course rookie medlock and you'll hear more about him in an upcoming episode uh with a guest but uh we got to, to actually, you guys will hear our first little bit of a tribute to Gary Rossington with our guest coming up, Chris Kelly, uh, who was in Tennessee Champaign. Uh, he's got a tribute show coming up tomorrow night. Uh, we've, uh, we've promoted it previously, but he's going to have, he's going to have some guys in his band, some pretty cool guys. Uh, of course, 
we call him the dude, Mason Keck from Jive Mother Mary and the drummer Fluff, uh, uh, some other some other uh, young guitar player, and uh, um, the biggest player who played both with Seth Williams and, and Sam Rogers and played in Whiskey Foxtrot. So those that will be able to go are going to have a great time. Yeah, no, it sounds it's a one of fantastic line of musicians, including there's a kid, like a legit kid, a 17 year old who's apparently an extremely talented guitarist. Brian, he's ranked as one of the best top 10 uh, guitarists on the age of 20. So it is a literal murderer's row of musicians uh, playing a great influential album. And with that album and that band, Brian, we probably we wouldn't be doing this podcast because nobody would know what Southern Rock was. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's going to be a great show. Uh, Carrie Gates, our friend is going to be there. Um, so if you guys can make it, make it, uh, I had planned on going and just said kind of didn't, didn't, wasn't really in the cards, uh, right now. Um, but, uh, you guys go there and check it out. Um, who knows, maybe I'll try to get somebody on Saturday afternoon to talk from there or something. I don't know. Who knows? But anyway, you guys uh, want to kick back and relax and listen to our conversation with Chris Kelly. here at the guest segment of the podcast and jason as always is going to introduce our guest that we told you is here that's right it's always my pleasure to introduce a guest uh we have a returning guest although this is somebody that brian you've spoken to when i have not been on the podcast so i'm excited to talk to him we've got chris kelly tennessee champagne he's on to talk to us about a skinner tribute that he's putting on how's it going chris doing well how about you guys we're doing well how's everything in johnson city it's doing well. It's been a little wet this week, but uh, it's it's starting to cool down a little bit, I believe. We'll take it. I'm in Ohio, so I'm doing the same thing. We got a little bit of rain, and it's knocking some of that heat and humidity out. Yeah. So you have a uh, – this will actually be out on Friday, so we should almost say if they're listening tomorrow night. But this Saturday, this weekend, as we're recording on Wednesday – uh, you have a Gary Rossington Skinner tribute uh, at Capone's in Johnson City. Can you tell us all about that? Like how it, obviously after Gary Rossington passed, but how this all came about and who's all who's all taking part in this? Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, I was doing a little looking around the time Gary passed away, and you know realized that uh, pronounced their first you know big big record uh, turned fifty uh, on Sunday. So, you know, I, you know, that'd be my favorite record of all time. Uh, you know, I really wanted to do something special to kind of pay tribute to that, that album. And I mean, so much to me and I know it means a lot to, you know, people all over the country. Um, you know, a lot of musicians learned 
how to play their instrument to that record. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, uh, you know, I, I, I sat down one night and, you know, was thinking of ways to pay tribute to that album. And, you know, I, you know, in my time with Tennessee Champagne, I got the, the opportunity to meet a lot of great people and, and become friends with a lot of great musicians. And I reached out to a few of them. I reached out to my good friend, Mason Keck from Job Mother Mary, um, and, uh, their drummer Fluff as well. And, um, you know, because Jamie the Mary is one of my favorite bands. I mean, I you know I listen to those guys all the time, and I've been lucky enough to become good friends with them. And uh, so they uh, they've agreed to come and play with a show with us. And uh, you know, I'm a bass player myself, and I did the vocals for Tennessee Champagne. And you know, I really wanted to to take a step back and and do the the songs justice. And so I decided to to get another bass player. So I called up Brad Cardill, which is you know, my favorite bass player, pretty much. I mean, he's, you know, he played bass for Whiskey Foxtrot and, uh, you know, a, a couple other guys that, you know, are around the scene. All those North and, Carolina guys you're hanging out with, Chris, man. Come on. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, you know, well, you know, I'm right up here in the corner, so we, we rubbed elbows a lot. <laughs> but I, I really I think Brad's just a, a phenomenal player, so I reached out to him to cover those bass parts and, uh, then uh, a local guy I've been playing with here, a young cat. He uh, seventeen years old. Um, he he got nominated as one of the top ten under twenty guitar players in the country. Uh, Devin Gromovitz. He's going to be playing with us as well. Um, and then I've got actually a, a local keyboard player as well, Stephen Baker. He's going to be doing all the keys parts uh, that Billy did, which is a big task to cover. Um, so it, it's really a great group of guys that I'm really excited. I mean, we, we, we've never played this show together. <laughs> Everybody's kind of learned their parts and uh, we're, we're getting together before the show on Saturday to run through. So it should be an interesting and fun time. Brad's got to be a busy guy. Well sought out. Cause I know he, he, he plays with both, with uh, both uh, Seth and, uh, and Sam, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think he stepped away from playing with uh, Sam. I think Sam got somebody else. I think Sam's, trying to scale up a little faster and uh but uh i know brad definitely stays busy because he's a, a high demand player so so the saturday will be the rehearsal so you guys are just le- learning everything separately yeah um you know we're so the the set we're doing we're playing the pronounced record from start to finish and then we're coming back and doing an encore set with a bunch of other skinner tunes um so yeah everybody's learn their parts and uh we're gonna get together uh saturday around lunchtime and and run through everything so it'll be good yeah that's a, that record and brian was just on a podcast with one of our friends a couple months ago uh digital killed go covering that first record but for people who may not be familiar with it it's like every radio almost every radio hit you hear from skinner's on it simple man give me three steps tuesday gone of course Freebirds on there so even if you're a casual Skinner fan, you're going to know pretty much every song you guys are playing. Absolutely, yeah. I mean that that whole record, man, from start to finish is nothing but gold, man. It's uh, it's uh, there's something magic about that. All those songs. So we've uh, you know, we've talked to not only you but others about you know doing some Gary Rossington tributes, and we haven't even really started it yet, except for we could do it right now. So I know, like you mentioned, that you you know, want to talk about Gary. So if you want to do that. Chris great. is the bass player. He doesn't know anything about guitar. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Well, I'll tell you, I've, I've been around a lot of great guitar players, and I, I know that Gary really revolutionized a lot of the way that guitar was approached. I mean, he, some of his parts in those songs are just mind-blowing. Uh, really innovative uh, and technical, and this he, he had a very special way about playing guitar. Um, you know, all the all the people who were involved in guitar and Skinner were just overly talented. Um, but Gary was a very special player, and uh, you know, uh, it's definitely a, a big loss to the musical community. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Yeah, and Chris, I mean, you've been playing in bands and stuff forever. Obviously, Tennessee, Tennessee Champagne, your last one. I guess what did what did Skinner play? Where did Skinner play a role for you in your musical career? Really, everything, man. I mean, you know, growing up, you know, being a young kid in in East Tennessee, you know that that was the rock and roll that we could relate to. You know, I mean, it was Ronnie did such a great job at you know being a a backwoods Shakespeare, man. I mean, this the songs that, you know, were about things you could relate to and the feelings you feel. And, you know, it was just all relatable for, you know, a, a guy from East Tennessee. You know, it's, uh, like I said, growing up, I mean, that was on the radio all the time. My dad grew up listening, not didn't grow up, but came out when he was younger. But, you know, I grew up listening to it because my dad listened to it. And, uh, you know, the Skinner, in my opinion, I mean, shaped all my favorite bands, Blackberry Smoke, Whiskey Myers, all these guys, you know, they had a big hand in, in forming their sounds. So, you know, for me, Blackberry uh, or Leonard Skinner is like block one, you know, I mean, it's just kind of where it all started. Yeah. Right. So you just inadvertently gave me a cool band name, uh, Backwood Shakespeare. That's the first. That was a great. That was a great name. I I made a mental note. I'm like, damn, that you should (laughs) like that. That should be on some merch for you or something like that. (laughs) Um, Backwood Shakespeare. I always we mentioned to everybody from the southeast. As much as there's great musicians everywhere, and music means a lot to people, it seems like 
down there it's almost genetic it's almost like in interwound in your dna i mean they always talk we always talk about it like comes from the soil or it comes from you know i always reference the the muscle shoals documentary where i think it's uh bonnie was talking about it, like it comes from the water or whatever is, is that is that kind of like does that is that accurate all to say or is that a little far-fetched or i mean yeah it's it's definitely not far-fetched it's um there is something about this area you know the whole southeast and appalachia and you know georgia alabama florida that really uh, it's hard to explain uh it's just kind of something that's in us and you know that there's a you know soul influence and the rock influence and the country influence you know it's uh we're all kind of in the big melting pot of great music when when did it start for you like when, when did you what's your earliest memories of music or when did you start playing? Is it something you just, the first thing you remember or? Man, growing up, my, you know, my dad was always in cover bands, you know, bar bands and stuff. So I, you know, I started, I started going to clubs to listen to my dad when I was little. Um, so I was always kind of around it. And, uh, you know, growing up, I, I liked a lot of different things. I, I went through different phases from, you know, hard rock stuff to country to, you know, the stuff I like now, but, you know, even from, you know, being eight, nine, 10 years old, I remember listening to Leonard Skinner. I remember my uncle playing three steps on a cassette tape and me being like entranced by it. Like I thought it was the coolest thing ever. <laughs> so tell us about some of the other things that you're doing on a regular basis with, with your music. And I know you do like a, you have like a regular karaoke thing going on. What else? I mean, you, I know you posted about doing some websites. Like what, what, what all do you have going on? What, what's all on your plate? Man, I've, I've got a lot of different things going on. Um, you know, I play, I play locally with a band, uh, dead set on life. We, you know, doing a lot of cover stuff and we've got some original stuff in the works that I'm working with Devin, the, the guy I was telling you about earlier, the younger guy, uh, we're working on some original stuff. He's a really talented writer. Uh, musically he's uh he's really starting to knock stuff out of the park um and you know i play i play in an alabama tribute band with my dad you know we travel oh no kidding the, yeah we travel all over and uh do that it's a fun show uh you know and for me it's just about you know being around music and you know i i love all kind of music and just being involved you know and then behind the scenes stuff you know i i try to help bands with websites and uh press kits and things like that when I can, you know, it's, uh, I enjoy, I enjoy all aspects. Uh, when you mentioned the Alabama tribute band, Jason and I were just talking about this a couple of days ago about uh, tribute bands. And that's something where in the past I was like more critical of, but I've really warmed up to it, especially when it's, you know, not like an impersonation, you know, like lately for me lately, like I've always, from time to time, I've always kind of dipped my toes in the water of the Grateful Dead. And when we had uh, Alan Paul on, who wrote the, the you know, the, I wish I had it right Latest now. book, Brothers and Sisters, yeah, about the making of the, those brothers. Yeah, yeah, from that album in 1973. And was talking about Watkins Glen, that, that famous concert. And so all of a sudden, I, like, start looking at all these, you know, since I never did see the Grateful Dead or, you know, any of the incarnations afterwards, I'm looking at all these tribute bands. So I'm, I've become a lot more open to that idea. We got some friends in a band called the Amorkins, the Black Crows tribute band. So it, it's like, 
you know, I've really opened up to that. So that, that's, that's cool. I mean, it, it, we have, an, I have another friend from North Dakota who she's doing a, a tribute to uh, Fillmore East, the Allman brothers here in the fall doing like 10 shows or something. So it's just something that I've been more, I don't know if this is even a question or as much of an observation or just something to say. Yeah. <laughs> it was always, you know, the tribute thing was always kind of taboo for me. Like I, the, you know, I mean, it, I don't know. I, I, you know, I really loved being a part of the original music scene and I, I still enjoy that side of things, but you know, there's a whole other side, you know, it's, it's really about entertaining people and, you know, giving them an experience, you know, as close as you could to the right. original artist, you know, yeah. it's, it's, you know, it's, it's different, but it's, it's definitely still musically fulfilling, you know? Oh, I hear that, and especially if it's artists that you really, really enjoy the music from. It's probably a fun thing to go out and just, just do a little bit of change up. Sure. Um, speaking of tribute, so you're you're going back to the show that you're doing this weekend. You're doing the tribute to Skinner. Um, I think I know the answer to this, but I'm gonna ask anyways. I'll let you kind of build on it. So, are you trying to replicate the album note for note, or just really give it your spin, your flare your touch on it you know we're trying i, I want to do the music justice you know i'm not trying to to be an exact there's a lot going on all those songs there's there a lot is of yeah <laughs> man there's so much and you know really diving in this past few months you know i've kind of come to realize that even more yeah. you know there's a lot that goes into these songs you know we're trying to we're trying to do our best to to really put the essence of the songs out there without you know freaking out about every little note you know i mean i want the songs to be very recognizable and i want people to feel the feelings that i feel when i listen to this music but then again it's not like we're trying to exactly replicate things well yeah and like going in of course the closer is going to be free bird at least for that set right and right. three guitar players there's a there is a lot going you can do that song justice. You can put your stamp on it. People will know what it's going to get without hitting every single note exactly as it's played on that record. Right. Yeah. You know, and, you know, great guitar players are, are great about, you know, playing, you know, not maybe not the exact solo, but there's signature licks and notes that right. are in the solos yeah. that, that need to be there. Hit, hit it's the right you know, phrasing part, and all. Right. Yeah, man. And I think that's what's fun too is, right, as a guitar player musician that you get to – you cut play what people know, but put your only little embellishments on. I mean, even the guys in Skinner, um, they don't play everything note for note exactly like the record. To your point is they're playing the recognizable phrase, like, you know, all the little chunks you're going to know, but it's not always note for note every night. Right. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you again, uh, the uh, the gentleman in, in this, this tribute band was 17. Was that the bass player you got or the guitar player? I know you just said guitarist, right? Top guitarist under the age of 20. Um, that is very cool. And it just, it reminded me of, I don't know if you know about the band one for the road They're North Georgia there. They live like right, right on where the Thunderbolts live. And uh, the bass player, Jason Neal, he's 17. And it just, it was just a joy to talk to him and just like so enthusiastic. So that, that young blood is, is so cool. Cause in my area of the world, you don't have young people like that that are listening to great music. We find that quite a bit in the Southeast. I mean, I, you know, it seems like everyone, like, you know, there's people my age, and I'm 53, that 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 
didn't always listen to good music, but it seems like everybody down there must have because you, you just you can't find any young people up here that that listen to to good to all that great music. So that's another test testament to the south southeast. Yeah, you know, it's not. I wouldn't say it's super prevalent here that you know the young people listen to this all this great old music, but you know, there's definitely a good amount. You know, and you know, as you know, I see all these clubs and stuff. I'm seeing a resurgence of people, you know, liking great music. I mean, I think that good music will eventually come back into focus, and uh, the younger crowd's really starting to gravitate in that direction. I think. Yeah, and I'm going to build on what. Brian said, um, having such a young, talented artist play with you, somebody 17, I mean, what what does that bring to a performance with you? Because you've been around, Mason's been around for a while, all that, but like, what does what does having playing with a 17-year-old bring to you? You know, for me, it's really special, man. I mean, to see a new generation coming into, you know, what we're building, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Devin is a very, very talented uh, guy. Um you know, he he works really hard at what he does. You know, I, I'd say the kid probably plays guitar 10 hours a day. I mean, he, you know, that's what he loves and what he's, you know, into doing. Um, so he really brings, you know, a freshness and an excitement and, you know, something that, you know, me and the guys who have been, you know, doing this for 20 years, you know, seem to forget sometimes, you know. Um, so that he's little not bit of jaded like you are, old veterans are. <laughs> I guess, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but, you know, he brings some excitement, and, you know, uh, it, it's a really special thing, though. I really enjoy playing with uh, some of these younger cats. So, uh, you know, when you you mentioned sometimes, like, working on original music, besides the bass, do you play guitar as well or piano? Like, how how do you write? How does that work for you? Mainly, I, I'm mainly just a bass player. I play a little bit of guitar. Um and I can, you know, work on form and chord structure and things like that. But usually I try to, I try to write the melody the best I can um, just in my head and kind of convey it to whoever, you know, I'm working with on the guitar to kind of build musically from there. How, how often is the, like, music comes to you? Like, are you the type that sits down and goes, I'm going to write a song? does it just come at random where does the creativity come in for you you know it's different as time goes um you know when i was doing champagne you know full-time you know i was writing a lot you know because i was that's all i was thinking about you know that that band and and that sound so you know things were constantly coming to me you know in the everyday conversation a phrase or a word you know i would you know write it down and come back and you know write the song later mm-hmm. um you know not being as involved in writing and stuff at the moment you know it, it's something i kind of have to you know mentally prepare for and and you know kind of get in the mood to do so so uh, it's all about for me like you know what headspace you're in and you know the the flow of your life at the moment well it kind of keeping on that conversation something that you said earlier, you're playing with this band, you guys are doing a lot of covers. You're starting to write original music. I guess what's your goal with the group that you're playing with right now? You know, I'm really just open to see what happens. You know, um, like I said with Devin, I mean, he's writing some really great riffs and, uh, you know, eventually, you know, really have to get in the studio and, and lay some stuff down with him and, 
you know, put it out there. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of great people out there that, you know, I've met over the past 10 years that are, you know, in love with the style of music we all love. And uh, I really think, you know, if, if we had a chance to, to get it in those hands that people would really enjoy what we're making, you know, starting to make now. No, but no specific timeline like, hey, we want to go in the studio in October, record out in January, anything like that. Nothing, nothing in stone right now. No, um, just okay. in the in the beginning stages of that. So, uh, when we uh, when we dream, we dream big. Could there ever be like some sort of? I don't know how much time. You know, Jive Mother Mary is pretty busy, but but it'd be nice to have a little super group, you and Mason, <laughs> and find some other guys from other some of the bands we talk to. <laughs> I'd always be down for that, man. I, you know, <laughs> uh, again, I'm so lucky to, to to have become friends with all these guys, and you know, I really feel like the the group that's playing on Saturday night's a super group, man. I mean, I, oh, for you sure. know, for me, I mean, you know, Mason and Fluff and Brad and and all these guys, man, are you know guys that I view not necessarily. I don't want to sound weird, but like to me, these guys are rock stars. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the, I really enjoy their music, and I purposely go out to listen to their music. So it's it's really special for me to get to to jam with guys, you know, the caliber we're jamming with on Saturday. So we talk to a lot of guitar players, and Jason gets to do a lot of gear talk. But now I'm a bass player as well. Uh, I know you're Fender jazz guy, but let, let's get into this. Let's get into you know, but if you've played anything besides the jazz and your amps and everything pedals. Yeah, so I recently uh, picked up a new Reverend bass. Um, big fan. It's a, a fantastic sounding bass. It's a what they call a decision bass. It's a P bass, and it's got a, a jazz pickup as well. Um, it's very light and easy to play, and it's beautiful. So I, I'm really digging that. Recently, I've been playing that a lot. Um, amp wise, you know, in the whole champagne time, I was playing a. Uh, Fender Super Bassman uh, tube amp um, with a 410. And I really enjoyed the sound of that. But uh, coming off the road, not being on the road as much, I kind of shelved all the big heavy gear and mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of went the simple route. Uh, I've been playing. Uh, I've been. I've went to a, all uh, all my amp and sounds and everything like that is now in a like a pedal. Uh, it's a okay. Trace Elliott. Trace Elliott Transit um, bass, like a, a floor unit. And it's mm-hmm. re- really, really great sounding. And I don't have to haul around a big amp anymore. Are, so are you running nice. direct then to, to it or are you still playing through a cab somewhere? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm running, I'm running directly into the, the PA and then running either inner monitors or a floor yeah. monitor. Nice, dude. That is, you're going to save your back from lifting in <laughs> on those heavy ass bass speakers, man. I'd tell you, man, I, I've I've hauled a hundred pound amp upstairs one too many times. <laughs> so the no, I think I I saw that you posted a picture of the Reverend. That's a four string, isn't it? Or it is, is yeah. It's a four. Usually five string guy, yeah. Yeah, and I I kind of wanted to to branch out and you know get a four because you know for some kinds of music, man, it's just. Um, when I'm not using the five, it's, I don't know, it adds a little bit of challenge and makes me think a little bit more. And uh, I, I like the feel of it. It's uh, it's nice for a change sometimes. Why, why was your preference originally a five-string bass? You know, when I was um, 
when I was in high school, I uh, had an opportunity to pick up a, a Fender Jazz American five string. Uh, it wasn't really by choice. It was by, I got a great deal on it. <laughs> and it's kind of what I got <laughs> comfortable on, um, you know, and I grew, you know, for the, probably the first three or four years I had that bass, I may have played the low B string like five times, but, uh, <laughs> you know, growing in the craft and growing as a musician, you know, you learn how to, to properly use those things. So it, it really grew to be something I used a lot in a lot of the, the songs I wrote and, you know, how I play live. So, of course, a lot of guitar players are using different tunings and stuff. Did you do that for bass? Like, if when you're using the five string, did you have to, you know, when you're playing that low B, what happened when you go to the four string and you're looking for that sound or whatever? Do you have to ever change up tunings? Or? Yeah, you're not going to get that same sound. You can drop, you know, drop the E to a, a D and get similar stuff, um, but you'll never get the, the full low end of the B as you would on a five string. Are you going to be using the Reverend for the show on Saturday night? Um, I haven't decided. Oh yeah. Yet. Yeah. That's I'm right. Not... You're just singing. I'm sorry. Oh I yeah. Keep yeah, forgetting yeah that's that. right. I keep forgetting yeah. that. Okay. So uh, with I'm other not... things, are you going to be using the, <laughs> the Reverend? Um, primarily? Yeah, I mean, no, I'm still using mainly the, the jazz. Um, I've got a, it's my 2015, american deluxe that you know it's my number one and probably always will be very cool um so like what what we always ask the guests like is there anybody new that we may not have heard of like who in your in your peers or new bands or if it's someone that's been around for a while is there anybody that's really catching your eye and, and going holy crap you gotta check these guys out man i you guys know all my favorite bands. <laughs> uh, We're um, probably introducing you to new bands. You probably are, yeah. Um, man, there, there's a there's a ton of great players, man. Um, I really like. I don't know if you know um, uh, Jordan Allen. Uh, I don't know if you know him. He's a cat from Kentucky. It's got a really really great band. He's actually going to come sing a couple songs with us on Saturday. Um, He's got an awesome band. There's um I, I find these crazy bands that like broke up 15 years ago that I love their music and they're no longer together. There's a band called Devil's Hollow, and they put a record out in 2010. It's probably one of the best Southern rock blues albums I've ever heard. And uh they hadn't been together in a long time. Um but yeah, but there's really nobody new that, that I know about that you don't know about, I don't believe. <laughs> Yeah, Brian, uh, we, we have, who did we talk to that was from Knoxville not too long ago? They met in college. Uh, uh, Dirty Gospel. Dirty Gospel. Yes, those guys are great. I haven't heard of them. I need to check them out. What? Dirty Gospel, oh, yeah. check them out. Yeah, the Dirty Gospel. What a great name for a band, too. That is we, cool, yeah. Well, I came across them from they played the same weekend as them Dirty Roses at, at, at the Shed. So it was like build as the double dirty weekend or something like that <laughs> that's cool hey speaking of venues so uh give us a little bit more rundown of what's going on saturday night where you're playing tell us a little bit about it ticket prices all that stuff yeah so it's at capone's downtown johnson city um it's a super cool venue got great sound great lighting um just a really cool vibe man um blackstone cherries playing there in a few weeks oh, uh, right so it's a nice shit. 
Yeah, it's a that's nice, a cool, big venue. Yeah, yeah, it's a cool venue, man. Um, yeah, that's where I met actually Mason for the first time. We had them come to a show with us in Johnson City. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I think it's um, ten bucks under twenty one, seven bucks over twenty one. So it's Ooh, uh, you save nine... money for beer. Yeah, there yeah, you go. There you go. <laughs> so yeah, it's um, it's it's a really cool club, man. It's a uh, great sound and and cool vibes. I'm gonna assume you're friends with, or at least know really well, the people that run that, or at least book bands and stuff. So, what was what was that process like when you came up with the idea for the Skinner and kind of approaching Capones about doing it? Yeah, so I, you know, I got the idea for the show, and I was really excited, and I, I was running through different options. You know, I thought about renting the theater or renting, uh, you know, venues, but you know, in all reality, for me you know capones is like my home venue it's where i you know champagne played a bunch and mm-hmm. you know all my friends go and you know it's just kind of like a home venue for me so and i'm good friends with jason the guy who books there so you know i shot him a message and told him my idea and he got super excited about it so you know it's I, I think it's going to work out great you know i think you know they've got a good a good place to enjoy music and it kind of takes a lot of the worry of production and things like that for me so it's already taken care of you mentioned just a little earlier the gentleman uh jordan allen being from kentucky and of course we're extremely obsessed with kentucky with you know of course boone and otis and mojo thunder and the josephines and of course the headhunters and everybody else from there was now was he also like in a band that that, that doesn't play anymore like could you because I know you mentioned no. Devil's Hollow, but what, what band was Jordan in or still in? Jordan, uh, Jordan is uh, Jordan Allen and the Bellwethers is his band. Oh, okay. Um, okay. They uh, they're out. really fantastic, man. Yeah, definitely check those guys out. Um, I, I've got to be friends with Jordan over the past couple of years here, and uh, I'm a really big fan of his songwriting. He's a really great songwriter. Very cool. Um, but do you are you influenced at all by the Headhunters? I am, yeah, absolutely. They uh they did a cool thing too, man. It was they got a really nice raw and gritty kind of thing that I really like. Um the headhunters definitely played a big part in, you know, the music that I've grown up listening to. You also hey, Brian, I, I, I just sorry to interrupt you. I just found yes, out sir. today, but you talked about the headhunters, so Sorry, sorry, Chris. We're gonna bump you out here for a second, but I just saw <laughs> that Headhunters are playing in Versailles, Ohio, with Confederate Railroad mid-September, which I didn't know about. So I talked to Boone. Uh, I may go Saturday night on Saturday, September sixteenth, in Versailles to go see those guys, say hi to them in person. Right on, right on. There you go. Sorry, Chris. <laughs> uh, was... What else do we need to know about the show this weekend, man? Do can we get tickets online? Do we have to show up at the venue? Um, yeah, you can get tickets at the door or um, you can uh, get tickets online through Eventbrite. Um, I've got a link on Tennessee Champagne's Facebook as well as Capone's Facebook. Uh, what's, what's our capacity on that on that show? Um, I believe Capone's will hold probably three or four hundred people. Um, that's, that's yeah, that's a nice size. That's a good size. Yeah, club. We can we can pack them in there. So uh, I think, I, you know. From everything I see, it's going to be a close to sellout crowd. It should be really great. So, depending upon, and I know it's going to be killer, but would there? Do you think there'll be any plans doing another one, or is this just like going to be a one-off? Or nothing in the in the the plans yet. Um, But I'd love to. I'd love to play with this group anytime they they want to get together. (laughs) 
you know how the band always, you know, people always do uh, the last waltz around uh, Thanksgiving. And by the way, Robbie Roberts died today. That if you guys saw the news, it's terrible because I'm a huge the band fan. So mm. um, Robbie Robertson, sorry. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I could see you guys doing something like that, playing a couple shows a year, maybe in the fall in celebration of that. I mean, you, you it sounds like you do have a hell of a lineup, at least with the guys that we know. Yeah, man. I mean. I'd definitely be open to it. Um, you know, I know these guys all got a, a hectic schedule and I was pretty amazed. I was able to snag them for a night, but if I could, if I can get them a couple nights a year, I'd be more than happy. Let's uh, if we can just go into uh, your, your Alabama tribute band, the name of it, how that came about, like what, what, what how often do you do that? What's coming up next for that? Yeah. Um, so it's songs of the South, uh, like the, the song from Alabama. Um, we, uh, Last week we played, or two weeks ago we were in Nashville. We uh, last week we were in Louisville, North Carolina, and Georgia. The week before that, um, so we're kind of all of around. I think we're we're in South Carolina in a couple weeks. It's uh, kind of uh, two or three times a month kind of thing. Um, usually on the road, we're heading to Florida here in a couple months. Um, it's uh, it's more casual, you know, just uh, here and there show and. Uh, but it's a really good time. You know, I get to get to play with my dad, which is really cool. Um, you know, he's probably my biggest musical influence. So it's really cool to get to, to, you know, share the stage with my dad. Is your dad a vocalist or is he, or is he playing instrument yeah, he's, or both? He's the, lead, he's the kind of the front man lead singer. All right. So, Jason, is it that time of the show? Well, Can we do the extended, Chris, uh, you, extended, extended uh, lightning round. Yeah. Uh, Chris, sure. if you don't, if you're, if you want to, if, Listen, Wayne, I'll give you first chance. Is there anything else about this show that we need to know or the listeners need to know? Because this comes out on Friday. The show is on Saturday. Anything we didn't cover? I think we hit all the high spots, man. I, I would really, really love to see a lot of people there, uh, see some familiar faces, some new faces. Um, you know, I really think it's going to be a special thing, and I really think people will regret it if they don't make it out. Um, the show starts at 10 p.m., um, you know, Johnson city's got a lot of great things to offer for people coming in and out of town, a lot of great food, uh, great sites, great nature. Um, you know, I think, uh, it'd be great for everybody to come in and, and really enjoy something special. If I lived closer and didn't have plans Saturday night, I would a hundred percent be there. I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's ask stupid questions. What do you say? <laughs> let's do it. All right. Uh, two-part question. First concert you ever went to and the last concert you went to. Wow. Uh, first concert would probably be, I think it was Travis Tritt. <laughs> uh, I saw Travis Tritt at uh fun fest there in Kingsport when I was younger. That's the first one I remember anyway. Uh, and the most recent concert, I haven't been to a show in a long time, unfortunately. Last show I saw, I think it was Blackberry Smoke, and it was back in uh, January. And they are my favorite band out there right now. They just never fail to put on a spectacular live show. Couldn't agree more. Uh, what's your favorite Blackberry Smoke song? Favorite Blackberry Smoke song would probably be either Up in Smoke or mm, Shake Your Magnolia is probably the top two. Nice. Mm -hmm get on stage and play a song with those guys what do you choose in one of those two or something else probably up in smoke yeah that's just a it's a badass team 
Have you guys covered those them before, either what you're doing now or with Tennessee Champagne? Yeah, we uh, Champagne we covered ain't much left of me. I think. Was, oh, uh, dude, the closer. Yeah, was... No, that, like ain't much left of me. That's a great song. It's a closer. We had Charlie on last fall, right before they kicked started kicking off the tour to do the t- the 10th anniversary of the Whippoorwill. And we were talking to him, and I'm like, it would be super cool because it's like weird, weird. Like they always close the show with ain't much left of me, but that's not the last song on that album. Like that's in the middle. It's like, so I'm like, you should like stop in the middle of that. You know how they always stop and they cover a song for a little bit and they come back into yeah. it. Stop, play the rest of that Whippoorwill record and then end with the rest of Ain't Much Left. He didn't do it. <laughs> you should have did it. You should have done it. I'm disappointed. I was waiting. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, the Whippoorwill, man, that that tour that they did, that was fantastic. That Whippoorwill is probably my favorite smoke record from front to back i think oh for sure and, and brian and i choose that's so one of the top oh, three yeah. southern rock records of all time yeah yeah we actually in champagne we recorded our record at the same studio they recorded that album which oh, is really? oh north carolina right yeah yeah in Asheville. yeah yep yeah we, we got a great story from charlie about that whole recording process Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. That kind of that room is so magical. There's a really yeah. magical place. Damn. Did hey, did you guys did you ever play with those guys at the shed or anything when you were we haven't no, we never no. got a chance to. Okay. For some reason I thought maybe you opened a show for them or something. Okay. Would have been awesome. Maybe you get a chance with this new group. Maybe so. Yeah, that that'd be great. You know, I smoke's my favorite band, so I'd love to have the opportunity okay. with that. You could certainly choose a lot worse bands to be have your favorite band that's for sure yeah absolutely all right um so spoiler alert for the people who are listening right now but uh, we just recorded an episode with jason charles miller a great artist hard southern rock artist and stuff himself uh, he does a lot of stuff in the video game in the gaming world chris are you a video game guy or did you play video games i am yeah i'm, I'm a big gamer i it's one of my favorite pastimes when i'm not playing music or or doing other things <laughs> So what are you into right now? Man, I uh I play a lot of Call of Duty. Um yeah. I like sports games and uh you know you, you PlayStation or uh, Xbox guy. I'm an Xbox guy, yeah. Why? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I you know, that's a good question. That I, I picked up a Xbox three sixty when they came out. I was a PlayStation guy before that. Yeah. So I I don't think it's a super like definitive choice, but this is what I have. Is it like with all your friends were kind of using that so to play online? Yeah, with them I think and that's the it, system? Yeah. yeah. That's usually what I find, like the difference between the two. Like my son, when he was doing all that, it's like whatever system his friends had, you'd have to get so he could play online with everybody. Yeah, that's it. What is the greatest video game system of all time? Oof. Um, for me, like for me, I guess nostalgia just takes over for the PS1. Like that was just so like I don't know. It was it opened new doors. Yeah, we played the shit out of that in college, like uh Twisted Metal 2 and yeah. wrestling games like WCW wrestling, just all sorts of stuff on that. 
yeah, it it definitely opened up uh it opened up a lot of new games. Yep, it's it certainly did. And it was uh slow boot up times. I remember you had to buy like the little uh, memory cards to put in it. <laughs> oh, those were fun. Yeah, the original uh what what was it? Um oh god, there's a whole big series like the, the first horror action game. Uh zombies. What the, what the heck what am I thinking of here? Umbrella Corporation. Help me out, Chris. Come on. Uh, oh, Resident, yeah. Evil. Resident, Resident Evil, Resident Evil, yeah. I remember that. Um, okay, we'll move off video games. This is a music program, but I, you know, it is a stupid <laughs> question. It is a stupid question. So you gotta, you know, we gotta answer stupid stuff. Um, Johnson City. I know it's a suburb. It's a, you know, of Knoxville. Brian and I show up Johnson City. We want something to eat. Where are you sending us? Man, there's a lot of great options. Uh, we just got last year. We just got uh, like a real barbecue place. Like it's called Project Barbecue. Um, dude did all his training in Texas, and uh, he is making some fantastic barbecue now. Um, so they're uh, they opened last year, and then they're opening a second location even closer to the house now, which I'm pretty excited about. Uh, but yeah. yeah, Project Barbecue is probably the go-to. Uh, are you a beer drinker? I am. Yeah. Uh, you've got a great recommendation for a local brew, microbrew in the Johnson City area. Um, my favorite currently is um, a little brewery called Appalachian Sun in Elizabeth. And uh, a good friend of mine opened it a couple of years ago, and he just opened his tap room up um, within the past year. But he has some fantastic beers. Did you say Elizabethtown, Kentucky? Uh, no, it's Elizabethtown, oh. Tennessee. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Have you... <laughs> Since we're talking about Skinner, have you seen that movie, Elizabethtown, Elizabeth, whatever it's called, about it was one of the Cameron Crowe movies. It didn't quite do as well, like Almost Famous and stuff. Have you seen that movie? I haven't seen it, no. It is not a good movie, <laughs> but <laughs> there is a the very like the the um, the end of the movie, the kind of the um, uh, not the apex of the film, the whatever i'm blanking on the right terminology for this but it involves a leonard skinner tribute band and Freebird, and you'll probably find a clip on youtube so i would recommend you go out and watch it but maybe watch it after you've done this tribute show i'll definitely check that out because <laughs> i don't want i don't want you know i don't want to jinx anything but it is, it is really funny and it is the climax the climax of the film happens with a skinner tribute band playing Freebird. gotcha <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, what is your favorite flavor of ice cream? Ooh, that's tough. Um, I really like strawberry. I'm a strawberry guy. That's uh, some good stuff. Classic. You can't go wrong with strawberry, you know? Yeah, it's uh, especially a good strawberry. It's hard to beat. Uh, do you go out on YouTube and watch musical performances? Like, do you track down, like, live stuff? Absolutely. That's one of my favorite things to do. Um, I spend a lot of time doing that. What, kind of what, what's catching your attention right now? Like, what are you watching? I love watching old Skinner footage or Almond Brothers footage. Um, you know, all those. Uh, Charlie Daniels is another one of my favorites. I love to go watch live. Charlie was so freaking cool. It is. It amazes to me that you can go to YouTube and you could look up any band or thing, and it doesn't matter when they were around. Like, you can find live shit from them. It's incredible. Yeah, man. I was watching the. Uh, the, I think it was the gray whistle, something another you know, from gray whistle test. Yeah, yeah, from uh, that was on BBC, mm -hmm. uh, the Skinner one the other day. It was fantastic. It was so cool to be able to see like that whole recording. 
I would have loved, Brian, I would have loved to have YouTube when we were like kids, like, you know, mm -hmm. high school, junior high, just to have the access to all this. And for me, I play guitar not very well, but even though, like, you could learn to play guitar without instructors pretty much now. You go, like, there's YouTube out the way, like, everything. I would definitely be a much better musician if YouTube was around when I was learning how to play. <laughs> right? I mean, things from learning how to play songs to scales warm-ups and even there's even stuff on um theory like it's i've learned more from youtube than i have from people <laughs> <laughs> uh is it cheating to go on youtube to learn how to play a song absolutely not you know i mean if I, in my opinion there's no better way to learn than you know watching the guy who played it play it Unless you're one of those savants who can just hear something and immediately play it away, it saves a whole hell of a lot of time to go, hey, how do you know, tutorial this song and there's 50 versions right there. Yeah, wouldn't it be nice to, to be a savant? <laughs> <laughs> I'm certainly not in any area. Uh, say on streaming stuff, is there anything you're streaming right now that that's good that you'd recommend for us to check out, like watching? Um, I'm really into old music documentaries, so you've probably seen a bunch of those. You know, the the Skinner movie that's on Netflix yep. is fantastic. Yep. Um, you know, I, I really that's where most of my time goes is watching watching old documentaries on musicians and bands. I'm gonna watch the one on Wham. I was never a big Wham fan, but <laughs> I'm just interested. It's supposed to be really good. I saw the one on the Bee Gees a few years ago on HBO, and like I just. I, I don't care who the musical are. I, I'm always enthralled with documentaries. I'm the same way, man. I mean, even if I'm not huge into the band, it's cool to see how they came up and, and how they got started. I just watched one a couple, maybe a month or two ago on Amazon about John Waite, which is really interesting. Yeah, I hadn't seen that. I'll have to check it out. And like, I did, Brian, I don't know, you, you probably remember, but the babies, like, I didn't really get into or know a lot about the babies. And I kind of watched this documentary. I went to check out their catalog. They had a great catalog of music before kind of wait. They broke up and wait went solo. And then, then did the bad English thing. Was, isn't it time? That's that song, right? I remember that like one yeah. of the earliest songs I can remember. They have a couple. Like 1977. <laughs> it's a great, like it was a really good documentary. That guy is a super talented musician. I think we lost Chris on the John Wade stuff. He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> no, not, not necessarily up my alley, but I'm familiar. <laughs> I, and I'm going to go off my team. I thought it was really interesting that the key, original key player from the Babies left them to go play with Journey. And then later on, John Wade played in Bad English with Neil Sean and um, Jonathan Kane as a, a keys player in Bad English. And they all end up hating each other. <laughs> that tends to happen. But they bounced around a couple different bands together. I thought that I thought it was funny. They glossed over the the bad English section of of John Wade's career pretty quick, which is weird because they had a number one hit with "When I See You Smile" and they sold millions of records. So there was apparently some bad blood floating out there. <laughs> right. Um, what was the first record, album, or tape you remember buying, and what's the most recent one that you bought? Wow. Um, first record I bought, that's a tough one. The first record I bought with my own money was actually um, Eric Church's live album, I believe. Okay. It was uh, Caught in the Act. It was pretty awesome. Great, great live record if you hadn't heard it. Um, and most recently, um, I probably, I think I picked up Smoke's newest record. It's probably the newest thing I've bought. 
What's the last three things that you've streamed? I stream actually uh, probably a lot of Skinner getting ready. I'm gonna guess Skinner, yeah, uh, too much really. I'm trying not to kill myself with it. Um, I've been listening to Otis a lot lately, actually. Um, Eyes of the Sun, yeah, yeah. Back together, yeah, that's a really great record. Um, Boone yeah, and those guys, record. Record. I, Boone, I'm really excited to see him Boone's again. Singing voice, like we've talked to Boone many times and know him well. And he's one of those guys where you're like, holy shit, that's the voice that's coming out of this dude. He's very un, un unexpected. He's a yeah. Uh, Boone is such a nice guy that I uh, I've he's had the a best. chance to him a few times. He's a really cool guy. Yeah. But yeah, I listen to Otis a lot. I've been listening to that Devil's Hollow record a lot, um, and um, I tend to listen to Steely Dan a lot here recently. I've been doing a lot of Steely Dan. We, Brian, we get a lot of people listening to Stealing Enemies. That's like a musician's band right there. Well, I, think, I, I remember you mentioning them the first time you were on, and I think we we drew some like kind of comparison with with Jive Mother Mary to Steely Dan. Yeah, they definitely have some similarities. Yeah, I've got a, one of my friends here in town, uh, John Homan, who he played drums in L.A. for a while for like hair metal bands and stuff. His favorite band of all time is Steely Dan. Completely not what I would expect it from him. For me, man, it's like I don't know. There's a certain vibe that comes to Steely Dan stuff. It's very mellow and like I don't know. It's a, it's a it gives you a good feeling. Great musicianship, and I know too. They always like the touring musicians. They'd always get top notch guys to come play with them. Absolutely, yeah. What would be an artist or song that we'd be surprised to hear that you like? Hmm. That's a good question too. Um, I really like. Um, I don't. I, I would like to think that you wouldn't be surprised that I like anything. <laughs> I like. Uh, <laughs> I really like. Um, I really like nineties hip hop, like uh, Biggie and Tupac and Snoop and all that stuff. Man, I mean, I guess you might not expect that I like that stuff, but yeah, I like a lot of that stuff. That's pretty good. I wouldn't expect that, but you know, I was almost went to college during that those times, and I get it. Yeah, it's it's good music. It's uh, definitely different than what I'm playing every day, but it's uh, <laughs> it's well, it had some pop sensibilities. Like '80s hip hop had a lot of pop sensibilities about it too, and it was very upbeat. And you know, whether it was from DMC, LL Cool J, you know you name it. And then the nineties still kept a little bit and it started getting a little harder edge. And then they kind of lost me in 2000 where everything was sampled. It was a hundred people performing on one track. You know, it just didn't have the same appeal. Yeah, I agree. And if you don't like Snoop or Dre stuff from the early nineties and like what's wrong, you're not a real music fan. I agree completely. <laughs> good, good music's good music. Uh, that's a, that's exactly right, man. I, I try to I try to listen to a little bit of everything, man. I can find things I like in all music. And that's how it should be. Right, Brian? Indeed, you're correct. All right, Chris. Uh, give us – we're going to round it out here, the show here, as we hit our hour mark. But uh, two things. Where do we go find out more about what you're doing and all your music and stuff that you're in, whether it's Alabama stuff, your, your current band? And then send us again. Let us – everybody who's listening – where do we go to find out more about the Skinner Tribute Show at Capone's? Yeah, um, you know, Facebook, I try to share everything through the Tennessee Champagne page. Everything I'm doing, I try to share it through there. Um, so you can find out, you know, a little bit of everything I'm doing there. Um, and then uh, the the uh, Capone Show, 
I've got links posted on the Tennessee Champagne site, and I'll send you guys some links as well. Um, but through their Facebook page, there's an event page that you can get tickets and uh, read a little bit more about it. Yeah, and if you got the Eventbrite app or the, the website, you can go right there and purchase tickets. I saw it on my Eventbrite app, so pretty easy. There's no reason if you're in the area, you can't buy a ticket and go to the show. That's exactly right. It's uh, Unless you hate fun. Unless you hate fun, then don't buy a ticket, jerks. <laughs> anybody gonna be taking any video we're we gonna see any live streaming or anything like post show like post performance um i'm sure there'll be some uh nothing planned but uh i know carrie gates will be there uh right oh the our friend carrie uh, brian we yeah, love so she, she usually live streams and does some videos so i'm sure it'll be floating around and she helps us out too i think you made her an admin on our facebook page where she can uh, stream right to it, didn't you, Brian, or something? Uh, possibly. I don't know. Or she just links to I don't. I don't know. She's done stuff. Well, when you see Carrie and when you see Mason, please tell them hello from me and Brian. Like we're big fans of both of them. I'll definitely do it. All right, everybody, go to this show. Uh, Chris is a great musician. He's got other great musicians. It's going to kick ass. Everybody loves that first Skinner album, right, Brian? Indeed, yes. So, thank you so much to our friend Chris Kelly. Uh, the show is tomorrow night at Capone's, 10 p.m. The uh, Gary Rossington Skinner tribute playing pronounced uh, in its entirety with uh, Mason Cook, Mason and Fluff from Drive Mother Mary. Uh, a couple other guys that, you know, we told you about. So uh, you guys go and check that out. And uh, Chris, thank you so much for coming on. We want you on again and again. Anything that you're doing, we'll promote and push and love hearing about everything you got going on. Thank you guys so much for having me. It was good talking to y'all. Thank you so much to Chris Kelly for joining us and, and uh, giving us a good preview of the show tomorrow night at Capone's, where they'll be playing Pronounced in its entirety. Uh, Chris was kind enough to give us uh, some words about Gary Rossington, our versatile tribute, and hopefully we'll have a lot more. Uh, it's Yeah, it's going to be a great, great, great show. I wish I could be there, you know. I mean, you know, see Mason you know, do his, you know, some Skinner guitar playing. It's going to be great. Yeah, I'm just, I'm looking forward to find some video of the performances out there so we can hear some of that stuff for ourselves. I'd love to be there, Can I'm in the between getting kids off the college and stuff like that. So it's not in the cards for me. It's only like a five hour drive, but still I can't, stupid life and, and parenting and adulting <laughs> gets in the way of having my, having fun, you know? Life. Being an adult's terrible, Brian, isn't it? Like stupid, <laughs> we, we got to do stupid things. Life. <laughs> life life um speaking of life with life comes death this is terrible but uh today we're recorded on uh on august 9th and robbie robertson of the band died i love the band brian a big fan of the band so that's kind of a bummer um and only one surviving member of the original band lineup is still around garth hudson hard to believe yeah man and that you know i hadn't heard that until you brought that up as we were talking to Chris. Yeah, it was kind of breaking news before we hopped on to start recording with Chris. It's I sort saw of, and I was like, what? You know, it's just sort of the timing of that. You know, not that long ago was the 50th anniversary of Watkins Glen, which, of course, the band played with, you know, with with the dead and the almonds. Um, wow. Yeah, that's a, that's a that's a that's a huge loss. You know, it sucks, too, that we're at the age where the musicians or actors or sports people we grow up with are dying off regularly. And it just makes me feel old. 
Yeah. Bummer. But this show would be great. And people should go around the Knoxville or Johnson City area because I don't think you could pick a much better line of musicians to play the show. Yeah, you are absolutely, uh, absolutely 100% on the money with that. Um, you guys go check out the show. Uh, nothing else need to be said, um, except for always remember, Southern Rock is reverent, blues is blood. We'll see you next time.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 